did it. I hit record. Yeah, we did it. We're doing it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better with Joel and Steve podcast extravaganza brought to you by my hangriness (laughs) and my fucked up mic cord. Joel, do you need to go get like a cheese stick or something? Is that- no, I, I Kirsten brought home a bunch of vegan nachos and I shoved them in my face so they haven't really hit. What's but yeah, my mic, on? my mic is screwed up, and so we're not using the mic, and it's serendipitous because the guest we have tonight happens to be in my home right now, <laughs> and so, like all the time, pretty much. Yeah, all the time. She pretty much lives there. in my home. Pretty much lives there. <laughs> I, does that make it? That seems like more like of an our home thing. Yeah, it's our house. That's right. Hi everybody. <laughs> I'm I am so frazzled. I told Kirsten on the way downstairs. I'm like, I am gonna be just as vulnerable and raw as I can be. Sweet. Where you're at. That's where I'm that's at. Where he's at, guys. My mic too. I'm 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 coming hot myself. So and like I'm a, I'm about a half a cup short on caffeine. Ooh. So that's so, no good. That'll be fine. Yesterday. What do you mean by half a cup? Well, like normally, like when I know I'm going to be doing this, I will have some caffeine later in the day oh, than I normally yeah. would. Yes. Kind of, you know. Yeah. So you know how it is. Fun. Like I'm a little. Wise. Yeah. Right. Because I like I'm real like this. I, I'm kind of close to my bedtime right now. Uh-oh. So you need a little you need a little bump. <laughs> I, need a little, I need a bump. That's what I need. Yeah. Old habits die hard. I completely get that. Yeah. So our guest tonight, if you can't <laughs> now that we've now that we've whined enough about <laughs> my my princess problems, You're doing great. Oh, um, this is why we have Kirsten on the show. <laughs> this, this, there's just so much serendipity <laughs> to be to our my... best. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank well, yeah. you so much for being here, this Kirsten Egger. My um, Kirsten Egger is an amazing woman. She also happens to be married to me. Indeed. Um, but. Aside from all that, you are an incredible leader in the community. You um, also have had an interesting health journey in the last few years. You're another. You're a woman in recovery. You work with um, marginalized communities here in Lincoln. You're a badass uh, for a lot of reasons, and none of those things have anything to do with me. So you're a very interesting person to chat with. Um, so yeah, everybody, give a big TTBB welcome to Kirsten. Egger. You guys can't see this, but those confetti Yay. cannons went off right now. Woo! Yeah, I just lit them off. I'm shimmying right now for you. Real shimmy. life shimmy. <laughs> Aww, thanks shimmy. for having me, you guys. Of course. I this is you were, you know, you and a bunch of well, I should not I mean you and a bunch of other people were at the top of the list when Joel. Oh, and thanks. First. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, like the most left-handed <laughs> comment ever. Like you were on the list, you know. <laughs> It's good. That's a compliment. Okay. Good night, everybody. Yeah, All right. right. Good talk. Good talk. I'll take mm. over from here. You- no, it really is great to be here. That's that's it's been um, I'm just calling you out right now in this moment. It's been really cool to watch you guys do this this last year mm. and um, like grow as a podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, from, from the start, I've, I've, I give, I give Joel honest critiques of your Yeah. She doesn't, do. she doesn't hold back, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're still coming on the show. So it must be not be like completely horrible. Oh yeah. If it was <laughs> awful, I would say, I love you guys. Not I, yet. Not more you, guys, <laughs> you guys are so good. I can't be associated with this. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, it's, it's very cool to be here. And I think it's really neat what you're doing and that this is something that, the world needs more of mm. honestly just like authentic people coming together and having conversation um about you know who we are getting to know one another and um hear about 
our strengths and loves and passions and what, um, you know, ultimately what, what frames this for you guys is what, what we're working on ourselves, mm. you know, mm-hmm. what, what ultimately. Yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. I, you've been a huge part of the growth of this, or at least my engagement with the podcast. Cause I think early on you said something like, you know, there's so many things you could have, so many avenues, so many roads you could have gone down there would have wished you would have gone down that road. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just caused me to tune in a little bit more to Steve or to our guests, like being willing to sort of go down that path a little bit and ask questions that I may have hesitated on. You've allowed, or at least reminded me to like, to do that. So you've had a huge hand in this thing being any better than it was. So yeah, the, the art of, of active listening, you know, That's a thing. Oh, oh my gosh, in conversation, it really is. And I mean, I think that's something, you know, all, all three of us happen to be in recovery and that's a piece of what we learn in recovery is learning to step out of yourself and alleviate that self-centeredness. But um, I mean, yeah, going further in, in spirituality and just personal healing, that that's something um yeah, lear- learning to, to get out of yourself and really hear somebody else mm. and, and, um, and to truly see them and, mm. and not just be in, in physical presence with someone <laughs> waiting to talk about what you want to say, mm-hmm. but really listening to listening to them and letting that resonate in your, in your heart and in your body. Um, so you can genuinely respond. I mean, that's like, you guys are, you guys are expanding in that way. I'm telling you. Well, thank, thank you for thank saying you. Uh, for, you know, it's not lost on me that my, my partner is, can see that I'm a being a better listener. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's the mm-hmm. fucking goal. I don't know if I'm there yet. I think you are the same thing. I think you are. I don't know. He's kind of cranky still. But this is kind That's of a part like, of who you are, Steve. You just got to embrace what, that. I do. Actually. You could be, I've you can be to kind of that. cranky still and a listener and a good listener. Yeah. <laughs> no. I yeah. think it's, um, I think it's, but it, it's like, a, it's like a, it's like going to the gym a little bit, or I've been taught, I've been working with this technique in one of my acting classes with my students. And it's all about focusing on what the scene partner is doing rather than what on you are doing mm-hmm. and responding truthfully I mean, you have to practice that in order to do that. Like we don't just, I don't know. I don't have that natural ability to do that. It's something to practice. Mm-hmm. And I think this podcast has definitely helped, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, well, I, you know, I mean, Joel and I, we've all, we've, we've all known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, I think pretty obvious. Um, but even just doing this with Joel, when it's just the two of us, I, I frankly kind of miss the ones where it's just the two of us. Other yeah. person. Right, bye guys. No, 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 I'm delighted, but like we did, we we had like four guests in a row, and I was like, "Why well, miss just talking to Joel?" So that's what yeah. we did one just that's to talk crazy. to each other to kind of yeah. see, like, like did have we done? Have we accomplished anything? <laughs> you know, and it was just nice to just kind of wrap a little bit, but then it's nice to get back into. We are the. I will say for myself, I am the product of who I hang out with. Yeah, and it's right. been an absolute pr- privilege and delight to hang out with both of you guys and our kind of extended community over the last two decades. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're the weirdest and most wonderful people 
ragtag awesome group of yeah yeah yeah. it's just misfit power all the way and i mean look at <laughs> bozos on the bus yeah bozos on the bus and mm-hmm. you know it's uh kirsten i like i've watched you obviously joel we've talked about each other ad nauseum but like i i really the gravity of who like the work that you've done um in recovery and just on yourself and in the community really hit me standing on the steps of the state capitol in 2016 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like i just haven't had a moment of like this is real mm-hmm. so take and, us so take us through that here's well, like, what i i, I, I want for the people that don't yeah. know you what's the like cliff's notes version of how you got to the capital well yeah or like like did you grow up who'd you how'd you grow up (laughs) right man how'd i grow up well i think um you know really where where i guess i want to start with people let's start talking with people that don't know me that well right Mm -hmm. that just might see me in passing or um know of me or see me a couple times or on social media i think like one thing that i feel compelled to tell people or something that I get um, personally from from people quite a lot um, in various aspects of my life is like, gosh, I just don't know how you're so happy all the time. I just feel <laughs> like you are um, always just so positive and that's always how you see the world. And it's honestly, it's so much, it makes me want to puke sometimes. And is that real? You know, what is this shit? And, um, you know, what I want to say is, uh, yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, what has, what really lifts a lot of that up is, um, you know, coming from a place of deep sadness and sorrow and grief mm. and knowing what it's like to, you know, for a lot of years being in the swallows of addiction and depression. Right. And it was dark as shit, mm. right? Like, we know about that. Um, yep. So coming from like, I can truly say with every fiber of my being, I believe in hell and I lived in it for several years right. on earth. It's not a fiery demon place from my opinion, where, <laughs> where Satan lives. Right it's now it's right. Yeah. Yep. It, it's something I, I live through and being consumed with, with addiction and, and pain and, um, and sorrow and grief and, and strife and disconnection from self and others and all that. Yeah. So I know what that's like. I know what it's like to live in my body and on this earth and not want to be here. You know, um, I know what it's like to feel so lost and so disconnected. And, um, because of a beautiful series of, uh, maybe coincidental, maybe not, uh, events, you know, I, I found myself in recovery and on a spiritual path and, and today I, yeah, I found recovery and I found hope and joy and people along the road have taught me what, um, what genuine peace and joy is authentically in, in within and how to access that. And so, yeah, like I lived for, a big chunk of my life on this planet completely lost and clamoring to find happiness to find what it looks like other people had and and today I have that and I know it's nothing I get from the outside I have it most days some days are still really fucking hard you know that's mm-hmm. a part of being human but yeah so like most time I'm like holy shit you guys like look at this 
world we get to live in. Like, look at this planet, side note, happy Earth Day. And happy we'll Earth get Day. back to that in a moment. Um, but it it is like, I do not take it for granted. I think that's the thing too. Like, I, I don't take this for granted. And I know that it takes continuous, continuous and continual, adamant, consistent, honest, brutal fucking work to be in this space, right? Like hmm. to, to, it, it is not just something. Yeah. You, you mean you don't, away. you just don't get like unicorns <laughs> of rainbows handed to you on a platter every morning? <laughs> no. Like, hey, Kirsten, no. here's your joy. Enjoy oh my God, day. I wish. But that, that was awful. But that's the thing. That's, it's an, it's awful. It wrecks you. That's I just want to back up you. though. Cause like, well, it's funny. Kirsten, or Steve was like, how did you grow up? And then that's what we get. That's my wife. That's <laughs> Kirsten. Like you get that. You get that answer from, there's nothing boilerplate, boilerplate about Kirsten. The other thing too, I want to mention is like, she had, you have gotten shit. Cause people are like, that's why I put a little uh, unicorn mm-hmm. thing on the Instagram post. Cause it's like, uh, you do get this label that, that you uh, have the perception or people perceive you as being, you know, shitting sunshine and rainbows all the time. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, but I, like I was we were telling uh we were telling Charlie last time the ability to experience deep pain and strife and tribulation or trauma or or suffering allows us to have the most capacity for compassion totally and I think that that's why you get an answer like that from you yeah is because you don't have you don't have time to fuck around with the the surfacey shit. You cut through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why waste time there? Like, let's go deep. Let's go. <laughs> let's go there. Um, but it, yeah, and I think too, what I think about a, a couple of things, like, I mean, part of me, I I used to sort of bristle. I, I mean, I cannot tell you guys the amount, Joel knows, but the amount of unicorn items I have. Okay. Yeah, she like, gets them randomly. All the time. Probably like at least once a month, usually more than that, some sort of unicorn item appears in my life. People are like, I saw this, I thought of you. Unicorn socks, band-aids, tape, um, hair bands, books, stickers, pencils, just like you name it coffee mugs so many unicorn coffee mugs and I've learned to embrace that because I'm like dude if like that's awesome I that is like I I, yeah if I can if in my lifetime I can help people um if if someone sees a, a silly unicorn and thinks of me or if someone like will text me and say um did you see the sunset tonight it's so beautiful I thought of you and how you had to see this and thank you for helping me to see a sunset like I do not take that shit for granted because I also know what it's like to fucking miss that shit completely miss out on it and have no capacity to connect with that you know Mm -hmm. our environment and our and in myself so um some context on the sunset thing is that Kirsten uh, is a fantastic photographer with her iPhone. Very good, the best. Seen the work, love it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've kind of we've kind of dubbed her a sunset chaser because yes. if oh, she I sees yeah. if she sees a glimmer of some strange color in the western sky, she will get in her car and literally drive. Yeah. She has like it's so great. You have like three or four spots in in the on the west side of Lincoln that you go to all the time. Mm-hmm. I do. And you always, yeah, you're a sunset. I, I do the same thing, but it's easier because I just get on the sunrise on my way to work because I drive into it every morning and I'm yeah, driving yeah. over these v- vistas 
Hmm. where I, I can see like the whole horizon and yes. I'll stop and take pictures of those. Cause I'm just like, I'm driving into it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, even have to... I hope it does something for you. Does oh, it, it totally do does. Yeah, Especially does. if I'm kind of balled up about something, a little bit worried about something at work yeah. and I'm driving into this, I'm this celestial meat bag <laughs> this weird machine into yes. like straight into like this ball of fire. Yes. that is oh giving us life exactly. you know it's like okay all right and i just yes. have my, my, my cosmic moment driving into work you know instant perspective yeah totally totally there's so much to that and just watching it like no matter what is happening or how shitty of a day you've had or how great of a day to, you've had or if you're walking through grief or you know pissed at your partner or whatever like you you look up at this at this display above you and it doesn't care what you're going through, right? right. Like it yeah. just shines no matter what, like it mm -hmm. just is there for this, this beautiful moment, no matter what, which is what, you know, nature teaches us. I totally agree. I think I was thinking that on a walk by myself in wilderness park a few weeks ago when it was one of those first warm days. And I remember having the thought, and I think I've heard it in different ways, but I remember having uh, the reminder, I should say, that nature is indifferent it, in, in it, it. In the best way. And when you, when you yeah, can yeah. be in concert with it or in tandem with it or, or appreciate it, but respect it, you can kind of survive with it, but it'll also freeze you to death or tear your limbs off or drown you or, you know, yeah. I mean, it's humbling. It's, it's, it's it needs nothing. It needs you to take care of it, but it mm. needs nothing from you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's indifferent. Maybe just to not treat it like shit all the time. Yeah. And there's our Earth Day plug. Earth Day. Right. Well, and I have to say too, I don't, that's, that's, you're going to see me challenge Joel, which happens a lot. Bring it. Day. <laughs> it's yeah. a, not really a challenge. I just don't know. I don't know if I love the word indifferent, but it could just be a different perspective of what nature is. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, but to me, nature is um where i find my spirituality mm -hmm. mostly so like to me i don't see it as indifference i see it intentionally calling us all the time mm. i don't see that as indifference like those moments where you know today i didn't have a lot of time but took as much time as i could to sit with these you know magical tulips that are have just risen up from the ground at this um the sunken gardens in lincoln yes. and like i feel I don't that's think steve's heart garden it's my heart oh, garden. Yeah. That's right. Heart meditation. <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, I stopped tonight. I was out walking around and I took a picture. I don't know if you can see, you can't see it's terrible. I took a picture. I stopped to take a picture of this yes. one because it was so, so yeah. amazing. The flowers yeah. are all red and pink and white. Yes. And it's beautiful. Steve. It was amazing. Yeah. That's so like, it, and that was my moment of like calling you in. Yeah. I mean, I saw yeah. it and it just stopped me. I'm like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just grokked on the tree for a minute. It was awesome. Yeah. But also, I mean, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to push. I'm just saying, but try to live in nature away from creature comforts for three weeks. Why would I do that? Well, I'm not saying it's, it <laughs> may not be indifferent. Plugging the indifferent the oh, I see. Yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe indifferent. I don't know. Indifferent does work for me. It's like, it does not need me. 
No, it's true. It yeah. does not need me. Okay, nope. here's the here's the broader thing I'm vibing on right now is the cool part about nature. And this is what I, re- I was thinking about today, it being Earth Day, is you find what you need. Like, that's what you need. That's the I need to be humbled as fuck. Yeah, right. and I need to be inspired. And sometimes nature is humbling too. But yeah, it's like you find what you need out there. That's why I love it. That That's, I believe, mm-hmm. when you spend time, um, you know, out there in that natural world, it's going to... You, you meet yourself there mm-hmm. you find it it shows you i went on That's- a walk i went on a walk the other day and then wound up at tierra briarhurst park and was gonna and did like a 20 minute sitting meditation and normally i'm just kind of like digging the birds or whatever but there was this one bird that was just like just oh, no. the whole time yikes right and it was like Too much it was there I for mean- your meditation joel <laughs> exactly what it did not need me it did not it was not there to sing sweet songs to me and i it was my engagement with with it that made it an mm. experience for me the bird was just freaking out because it was like human human in our midst run away mm. you know um anyway happy yeah. earth day happy earth day happy earth day <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to something you said kirsten when i was out in california I lived in lake tahoe and that was kind of I mean, it was simultaneously a great time and a bad time. Um, I had a great time, but it was a bad. But anyway, like I knew (laughs) like my. Probably my first like bottom was the day that I realized that the beauty there, because I lived like in one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Like uh, every everywhere you looked, it was this mountain with a crystal clear lake in it. It was just fan- unbelievable, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I realized, like that, it didn't move me. Oh, like I was, I was that dead inside that I was yeah. like, whatever. It showed you, it showed you. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I have to give it. That made me think I have to get a shout out to my friend, uh, friends Christina and Dave. Uh, from there who now live in alaska but uh christina told me like because she, she kind of had the the this is what made me think of it, was she kind of had the like perpetually positive thing yes mm-hmm. always yeah. just happy and and uh i was not that you know but <laughs> I, I i in high school her nick her in high school her nickname was desolation girl yeah <laughs> right yeah. right i, I need to dig right. that and she told me, I'm like, so what happened? And she told me, she's like, well, one day I just decided that I, I didn't want to be that. And I wanted to be happy. Damn, her journey was easier. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, right, right, right. I, 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 she, but, no, but I know, can't go. But, There's but like she, there was, I think, she made a decision and then, and then yes, right, and started to live in. So now she wasn't saddled by things like, crippling addiction and yes. self-loathing right. and you know all those right. things like but she definitely like had to have that moment where it's like i don't want to live this way anymore yeah i think i'm gonna try to live a di- and that that was my first real like human conversation where I, somebody said i made a decision to live a different way mm-hmm. right and i wasn't in a place i was like that's so awesome mm. Yeah. I can't do that right now. You know? <laughs> it's but like, I'm logging that for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Anyway, I digress yeah. a little bit, but yeah. yeah. No, it's so right on. And that one thing I, I am thinking about again, so I'm going to say it just like that, that journey from A to B is 
just monumental. It really is an epic journey. Um, when you say, you know, yeah, I want, I want, I, I don't want to live this way anymore. I want to be happy or, you know, gosh, I want to, I want to cultivate more self-love and let's set out on that journey. Let's embark mm-hmm. on that journey. But that journey, what that journey really is, is having to clear away all of the things that are disrupting you from accessing that. Right. Mm-hmm. So like it's a dirty roll up your sleeves, grimy, blood, sweat, and tears journey, um, that I'm sure your friend went on that all three of us have been on that we're going to continue to go on. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's. So uh, this is a question that I kind of know the answer to, but as a, as a host of the podcast, I ought to ask it, what have been some of those things in your journey, right? Like what have been some of those things? I mean, recovery may be obvious, but what are some things, what are some of those things that whether it could be recently or, you know, throughout your life that you've had to sort of spiritually machete away oh or cut gosh. through. So like, what are you working through right now? So I mean, you just dove in off the deep end. So this is, these <laughs> are the kind of cool yeah. questions we get to yeah. ask. Yeah. Um, well, I would say, I mean, there's so much, but speaking to where I'm at right now, I think, um, so I'll, uh, yeah, this, I'm, I feel like I'm on a ride side note with you guys. I'm like, whoa, we've like earth day and healing <laughs> recovery. Oh my gosh. And now cool. Woo. That's it's real. This is a fun trip. Um, anyways. Okay. So, um, where I'm at now in terms of that sort of process of uncovering and healing and awakening, um, well, I'll speak a little bit to just the chronic pain journey I've been on the last, mm. like, more seriously the last um like year and a half or so mm-hmm. and that's been Bring really prominent. and what i saw really come so before then you know it's been a, a huge theme through all of this it's just deeper self-love right i think that's that's a large umbrella that all of us are on ultimately is just learning to love ourselves more and there's so many things that hang from that and on a good day <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In my opinion, even on the hard days, that's what thank you. For. Sometimes we are tool, you know, depending on our mood, our little human brain and mood um, feels different, but our abilities feel different. Um, so yeah, that's I uh, was diagnosed in in October of this. 2019 with fibromyalgia, which um, is a chronic pain disease that is really debilitating, is really just a really not great time. Um, and I, I, had, I had I had to read about it today. Like I had to read it because I knew we'd probably talk about it. And yeah. I was reading that just going, oh, yeah. God. It's yeah. really intense. And that's, I, I got to have dinner tonight, um, with your wife, Steve, Holly, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we were sharing with her, um, you know, just talking about that journey and yeah, it's so emotional. Cause it is such, I, I hid it for a long time, even from Joel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, up until that point, yeah, I had no idea the extent of your sort of bodily pain, your chronic pain, mm-hmm. you know, and that was a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't even know you were experiencing it at that level. Could you, could you kind of describe how it manifests for you? Because I think you can look at, and as soon as you got sort of diagnosed with that, I Googled fibromyalgia like for a week straight and it shows up differently for different folks and Mm flare-ups look differently Mm -hmm. for different Mm -hmm. folks. Can you kind of talk us through like, 
what you've experienced your whole life as it relates to fibromyalgia. Oh yeah. And, and how it, how it got to a breaking point maybe. Sure. So, I mean, I, I've had chronic migraines since I was about 16. So, you know, I got the auras really uh-huh. bad. Like I, it would, you know, blinding auras and um, pain so bad. I had to be in a dark room where I would puke and um, definitely uh, was disruptive to my life, you mm-hmm. know, those migraines, but probably in about 2012 was when I started to experience other chronic pain symptoms. Um, and then, so since then it, it just got worse um, and at its worst in two, it, it, it's the worst point in 2019. Like I'll describe it. I would describe it as it feels like pretty much every muscle in your body is in a sieve and someone is just like crunching it and then turning up the heat really high all at the same time. So like you're, you know, yeah, it's, you're, you're just like crumbling within this physical space and, and still having to show up to life all the time and Mm -hmm. try to be present. And, you know, what I tell people sometimes too, is it, it felt like I had to every day in that pain, like walk through this long, you know, just harrowing hallway just to meet you here face Mm -hmm. to face and, and show up to life every day. Mm. The Um, thing that I read was that really kind of that made me just go, Oh God, was that the, the pain knob is just turned up. Yeah. It's It's like your, your nerves are reporting pain where there's no actual source of it. Totally. It's a trip. And man, this is the part where I'm going to have to like really trust that whatever comes out, is going to come out of my mouth because there's so much I could talk about with this. Right. Just, yeah. well, I can't talk about all of it, it would be too much, <laughs> but just the mind body aspect, right. Of like mm-hmm. this idea that my body is telling me something is wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's actual physical pain. Like yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not in my head, you know, which for a long time, fibromyalgia was sort of looked at like that. Like right. it's just in your head and what doctors now know is it's not it's actual physical pain but you're exactly right steve you it's like a phantom source of pain it's like your nerve it's like it's a it's a this is obviously an oversimplification but i'm a cute computer guy so i'm gonna say it's it's a glitch in the system yeah it's a system it's a system error it's a report your your nervous system is reporting errors where there aren't any yeah but here's the trippy thing i appreciate that analogy and i'm going to expand on it a little bit because what i'm learning is it's not a glitch. What, what is happening to me um, from the perspective of like mind, body, health. Mm. And um, like side note, obviously I'm not an expert. This is just my experience and what I've learned, but it is my, my nervous system, right? Like this, my, um, my reptilian brain, right? Mm -hmm. The amygdala that, that this ancient part of the human structure and our Mm -hmm. human brain the fight or flight system is trying to warn me of danger. Okay. Mm, And because of some trauma that I've been through in my life, which another side note, I haven't met a human adult who has not been through trauma. Okay. Like real shit. Yep. Truly people think of trauma as we have this idea when you hear that word of what trauma is like serious abuse or neglect or like capital going through war, capital T trauma. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's, um, we've, we've all been through it. We've all been through different trauma at various levels. Um, so, so it's not a glitch, right? It's, it's my, my nervous system is, is working 
um, it's, it's working, it's working, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's doing its job, right? What, what the interesting part of it though, is that um, it's working the same. This is, this is a part of our system as human beings that has not um, evolutionized, is that a word? Like other, evolved. 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 <laughs> I'm going to say evolutionized. I like that better. Yeah, yeah we'll keep that. Um, evolved is not as fun. That's true. That's <laughs> Joel, that's going to be the title of the podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, So this system is still trying to protect us from saber tooth tigers and ultimate survival when it's really just, I'm stressed at work. Right. Mm. So, um, so there is this process that I have uh, engaged with in this last year that is in the realm of, of mind, body work and mind, body healing and attention. Who's the expert? Let's shout, let's give her a shout out. Who's, oh, who's... well, there's two, yes, there, there's two people that I've really followed in this, this last year that, um, a book called waking tiger healing trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the author is Peter Levine and he is a master in the, in the mind, body, um, trauma field. Uh, the other, other professional and expert I've been following closely. Her name is Nicole Sachs, um, N-I-C-O-L-E-S-A-C-H-S. Um, and her, yep, and her, 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 we'll give her a shout out. Okay, cool. Um, her website is the cure for chronic pain.com. And I listened to her podcast as well, which is just her name. Um, you can search her on her podcast, but she, and she coins this, um, has coined and teaches people how to go through this process called journal speak, which is, this is intense. I'm just going to interrupt. I'm sorry. Yeah. But the work that Kirsten has decided and engage with, with this Nicole Sachs and her amazing techniques, like, when you describe it to me, it blows me away because I'm like, I do a, I do the step thing, you know, where you inventory the things every once in a while. This is like a daily engagement in that mm-hmm. to, to kind of get to those things that are seem to be causing the glitches. Right. Yeah. I just want to say that the work go, that goes into that is not just like, dear diary. You know, not at all. Dear diary. <laughs> yeah. The, he Gosh, was, today was to kind of hard. Yeah. And he fell from a tree. Talk, talk to about the journal speak. Okay, I will. Where where was where was I going? I totally interrupted you. Well, I'm sure that's it's okay. I like to do it too. And we go, I mean, we we can talk back and forth and go down different paths. I just want to make sure I wasn't missing something. Well, I was talking about Nicole and Peter Levine. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's cool. So um we'll just jump right back in here. So yeah, the um yeah, journal speak is a piece of that. So ultimately what the field of mind body work does um, from the professionals I've engaged in these two specifically, ultimately it te- it gives you some tools so that you can um, work to switch your system from in- being engaged in a space of fight, flight, or freeze, right? Like just tense, stress, alert, pain, anxiety, digestive issues, feeling like shit all the time, depression, um, fatigue, all of that, right? So switching, we we do the work to switch from that space to rest and digest, to rest Mm. and repair, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, but there's work that has to happen. It's like this heavy, heavy switch because we've been in that space of 
um, fight or flight for so long. Yeah. And, and like Nicole Sachs says a lot, a lot, I hope that I'm quoting her correctly, but she says, um, sometimes we feel things in our hearts and sometimes we feel things in our bodies. Right. And mm -hmm. so the Western view, Westernized medicine is so separate. Like we look at your body and we treat the symptom and mind body work looks at, um, the, you know, your whole self, it just looks at your whole self and that, uh, that, uh, I am a part of why I'm experiencing chronic pain is because, I had some untended to wounds that lived in my body that I hadn't, I had never taken care of. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really what the journal speak is and what she teaches is, is I'm not even going to try to explain it um, as thoroughly as she does, of course, but there um, definitely check out her website. If you're someone who lives with chronic pain. Um, and I definitely want to emphasize here too, that, chronic pain is not just your entire body hurting like fibromyalgia. It could be chronic shoulder pain that you have and you don't know why. And you've been to a PT and people think you need surgery or, um, or skin disorders or anxiety, or, mm. you know what, like there's yeah. so many ways that chronic conditions manifest. Um, several of which I've had the joy of experiencing <laughs> and engaging with. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this work Steve, <laughs> that's, <laughs> it is, um, it's basically, I say like, if you're in recovery, it's like doing an inventory on steroids or journaling on steroids. It's just mm -hmm. this, but it's also really intentional work where you make lists of things from, from your past stressors from your childhood events and stressors from your childhood, current events and stressors in your adult life aspects of your personality that are really stressful. Like, um, so for me, uh, worrying too much about what other people think about me, um, having a really hard time if someone's upset with me, uh, being perfectionistic and not, and, and degrading myself if I'm not perfect mm. and, um, criticizing my body and those sort of things are aspects of my personality. So you make this big list of those things and then you spend a minimum 20 minutes a day, you choose something from that list and you just unabashedly, wholeheartedly let your full like uncensored self just puke out the words onto a piece of paper mm -hmm. um, and just write about it with, with full, as honest and open as you possibly can mm. with, um, you know, knowing that no one ever has to see that piece of paper, not a damn person. You can rip it up when you're done. You can, if you do it on your computer, you can delete it after you type it all out. Mm. But it's just this process of listening to a piece of your own story and reconciling a piece of your own story, um, allowing space for it that uh, that most of the time we just shove away, mm. you know, and, and try to move on. Like we're a pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of society. Right. right. So, um, so we're not taught how to do that. Like how, how to really, no. <laughs> we're taught how to, how to, how to man up, man up mm -hmm. or numb. Oh yeah. So that you can quote, I mean, that's the sort of messaging I think I got and, you know, mm -hmm. either, either man up, or numb out so that you can eventually man up or how I just started to teach myself was just numb out and run away yeah. and you don't ever have to man up. Yeah. Which is total 
flight. Yes. Flight. Yes. Yeah. Flight. Flight and freeze, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. So has it helped? Oh, tremendously. So I, I would say, and I don't know if you've noticed it, Joel. I have. But I, I you know. Okay, I, okay. I'm going to okay. interrupt. Yeah. Get after it. And we'll talk about your job because I think that's going to come up. But I also think we want to get back to the reason why we brought up the capital steps. We, oh, yeah. we need to get to that. But, you know, you used to come home from the work that you do, which is really intense. And you're kind of a person that is a solution oriented, compassionate person that loves other people. And you would come home on the couch and and be in a ball of pain mm-hmm. and be in a ball of of just like exhaustion. Now, I didn't know it, you didn't you knew it was pain, but you didn't tell me it was pain. Yeah. So you come home and be completely frozen, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. be miserable. And all of these emotions would be all over the place, or it would be like lights out. I gotta go straight to bed. Yeah. And you know, to the naked eye, it looks like depression, it looks like mm-hmm. all kinds of other shit. Um, and I can tell you with a hundred percent assurance that the, when you made that, when you decided to start talking to professionals and medical professionals and started doing this work, like your acceptance of your story, who you are, what is going on in your, and your ability to take care of yourself and commit to the healing process Mm -hmm. has been super inspiring. Yeah, like super, and it, I've seen it work. Yeah, um, and w- one thing that makes me think about that, I I definitely want to say is, um, so this is my experience when I when I went to my you know Western perspective doctor who had very good intentions when he diagnosed me with fibromyalgia, he then promptly promptly prescribed me a couple of pretty intense pharmaceuticals that had a plethora of side effects and wasn't suggested for people in recovery. Mm. And, um, it, you know, I mean, it was just, it Don't was a up. Yeah. yeah, dude. And, and I, so I, I want to just say this and speak this quickly that, um, this medical professional told me, this is the answer we have for you. And, I knew in my heart and soul, I did not want to, I did not want to do that. And I am not anti-medicine by any like anti-Westernized medicine or, or like, you know, science or science or prescriptions or, or that. But I knew for me, I'm like, hold up, dude. Like my, you're telling me I have this, this disease fibromyalgia that the, the, you, you, no one really knows. Okay, they, people are yet to put their thumb on why it's happening, but my body is freaking the fuck out all the <laughs> time. And it's, I know enough to know at that point to know that like my body is in pain. It's telling me something like, can someone teach me how to listen to this? Like, mm-hmm. you're just going to have me stranglehold this pain. And, and mm-hmm. so like, and me and muzzle it and put it in a corner and, and tell it to shut the fuck up. Or I'm like, maybe it's telling me something. I just saw like <laughs> you putting your, your pain body, like on the ground and like holding it down and pouring medicine down its throat and trying to, you know, yeah. like just take That's, the pills yeah. and shut up. Yeah. And take I, the and pills I, and shut up so that I can go do the things. Yeah. <laughs> so that right? I can. Yeah. That's yes. Be exactly. more productive. Exactly. Yeah. So that didn't feel right to me. And 
just want to put a shout out to, to the, even one person on here. Just remember, like you really are the expert of your own body. Mm. Um, so listen to your intuition. And that's what propelled me to go. I'm like, I got to see if there's something else out there other than just medicating myself and having that to then manage all the side effects. And, um, you know, there's other, I've also, uh, been taking CBD oil and meditating a lot more and just being more conscious of what I need, more honest of what I need, um, more loving to myself in so many ways. So it's like, there's been, there's been a lot that's gone into it. So here's the thing. And I, I I do not have fibromyalgia, but I do have a, a a back issue where my, I got a, a vertebrae where the disc is just basically gone Yeah, and it's just bone on bone and it's not great. And it, it's hurt a lot for a long time. And I got to a point um, two, three years ago where I mean, it wasn't the only pain point in my life, but like, and between that and uh, uh, chronic uh, tinnitus, tinnitus, however you want to say it, my ears just ring constantly. Yeah. Um, those two things and like work stressors and home stressors. And like, I got to a point where I, I, being conscious was not fun anymore. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It just was not yeah. like, I got to a point where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yes. Yeah. Like this is not, this is, there's no quality of life here, you know? <laughs> and there were some bright spots here and there, but like my day-to-day existence was just pain and <laughs> in my ears yeah. and work just like, it was no, not great. And so yeah. something had to give, you know? And that's where, and we've talked about this is like where Joel uh, was receiving some of the benefits of meditation and like, well, fuck, I'll try that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And that has been a lot of the things that you were describing. um, And I have, I don't want to say for a second, I've done that level of work with the, the pen to the paper, but a lot of those concepts are what we hear, what I hear from like Thich Nhat Hanh Mm -hmm. and, um, where like what, the short version of the story is that just by having a, a practice of mindfulness and sitting with some things that are really uncomfortable at times. Yes. Um, that frankly I had shoved away. Yeah. You know, and uh, yes. well, there it comes, I guess we're doing this one now, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, hello. Right. Exactly. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> trauma from hello, 25 yeah. years ago or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, um, what that has done is that the pain and the ringing in my ears have not gone away. They're still fully present. Sometimes it's really bad. Mm. Um, the back thing. Um, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't take up my entire consciousness. Right. It's just a thing that's happening. Yeah. That's so profound, dude. Cause I, it is. I, I, I there's so much freedom in that. Yeah. Well, I have experienced that with, and you mentioned Thich Nhat Hanh, but, and I've talked about this before, but my anxiety is, has been a new mm-hmm. friend in the room that's got its own name tag now, right? Mm-hmm. It's at the party and we're like, oh, your anxiety, we're going to give you a name tag. <laughs> so he's been hanging out for a little while. Yeah. And one of the things that Thich Nhat Hanh teaches, and sometimes it dr- has driven his students, his very well-known students, a little crazy, um, is the idea of smiling to your suffering. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, smile, smile to the pain. Smile mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Welcome it in. And yeah. I think on a really, really like, you know, nose to the grindstone level, that work that you're learning about this and uncovering all of that, mm-hmm. those storylines and how it relates to physical pain and emotional trauma, that that is a real 
welcoming everything to the party. Totally. Which is not what we're taught. It's it's not what symptom. It's treating what we're taught. It's not treat the symptoms and shut your mouth. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Or or here's a quick fix for it. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of courage to do that work. It takes a lot of commitment and dedication and bravery. Um, to sit with yourself, you know, especially when we're, we're shown constantly all these shiny new things that mm-hmm. are supposedly supposed to fix us. Right. Yeah. Or at right. the very <laughs> least distract. Yeah. yeah distract. Yeah. There's another shiny thing. Yeah. Or numb. Mm-hmm. numb. So, yeah. So sitting, sitting with yourself um, and side note, Steve, I just wonder what um, I, I would, I would suggest for you to, to check out this Nicole Sachs work um, and, and see, I just wonder if doing what, what that might look like. I'm curious about what that might look like for you and how that might. See, here's my, my head, <laughs> yeah. is, like, I know you and You're I better. love you and I respect the shit out of you. <laughs> and my head's like, that's not going to fix my back. Yeah. Oh my God. And that's why, that's why I want you to listen to this woman. So she like, you know, what inspired her too was her own diagnosis. And I, she has, she got this diagnosis that was with her back and it was like this crazy diagnosis that she was going to be in pain forever and never have kids. And it was going to be fucking awful. And she was going to die young and all this stuff. And she, she said no to that and, um, found a leading doctor in, the mind body field and he taught her to heal herself and now she teaches but that's like the always it's just like you know when people um it's a similar like when somebody gets sober and they're like yeah i got like someone's new to recovery and they're like i you know what i just have a lot going on right now <laughs> so once i get some of that in place like then i'll get sober i just yeah, yeah, yeah. i need to get a job there's, and then yeah, i gotta get my car fixed two, I'm going and then she's gotta move back in get some and then legal get... trouble and then i'll get sober it's just like it can't i can't just get sober it's like no no this can't be it's the like, thing that's i gotta I, I gotta get my no. shit together so i can call my sponsor <laughs> that yeah. was me yes. that was me recently yeah so it's just sometimes sometimes we sweet little confused humans like to do things backwards in the hard way and sometimes yeah i definitely do i'm not <laughs> that's like but I'm, so sometimes so here's so here's i'm gonna pivot a little bit because okay, this is a segue because segway. i don't want to get to the end of our time without talking about how you um reacted or the actions you took when you talked about you worked uh five years ago you were working for head start head start who works mm-hmm. with um children and families in poverty yes yes and mm-hmm. marginalized communities or refugee communities is that a correct statement yeah absolutely it's um i mean so head start for people who don't know is a comprehensive um, early childhood program for it's for the whole family um, really wonderful comprehensive hot really high quality educational services Mm -hmm. came out of the war on poverty in the 60s and Mm -hmm. it has continued to grow and expand since then uh, with the initial idea to really um, be, uh, be rid of poverty right it's a grand well, and that's doing my the little work that I've done with the uh, United Way, um, mm-hmm. working with um, funding programs aimed. My, the the part of that that I worked in was funding 
um, uh, youth services. Mm -hmm. They're aimed squarely at at kids, at minors. Mm -hmm. And the, the, what was so eye opening about that was just the, the staggering amount of need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes. Um, one out of five kids living below the poverty line, which that line is pretty freaking low. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, what is the, what is the poverty line right now? I think it's like 22,000 or something for a family. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, even, you know, try living off of 36 grand a year for a family of four. Yeah. That's still really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's so head start. It's like, that's, you know, we, we seek to find, you know, the, the families in most need in the community and um, baseline, you know, most, most of our families are at poverty level or below, and then have a lot of other factors that play into how, you know, how we find the, the families and children most in need and um, make sure that they get into our program. So, um, yeah, so the, the tide turned in this country in 2016. Indeed it did. Indeed it did. So a big part of it became kinder and gentler. No, became a little more, just a little more fascist. Opposite of that. <laughs> Opposite. It, it became really, really fundamentally like terrifying for people living in the United States that came here to find solace, refuge, and freedom that um, never thought that they would find themselves again afraid for their daily well-being mm-hmm. as they were in 2016. And mm-hmm. that's, yeah, so we we have um, you know many families that uh, with Head Start that um, are, you know, come to us from different countries and our refugee families and migrant families and, um, you know, yeah, from um, black and brown families and a different variety of, of, of marginalized communities. And, um, you know, because we are, well, hopefully all of us know the connection between um, people of color and poverty, which is our system is built that way, everyone. Right. Um, I, I want to say so many things in my, in my, um, you know, oh, in, your, in your like fake, like, yeah, red but app. Joel, Joel would probably voice. censor me. Yeah. <laughs> Sweden's like, look, Houston. Right. What about well, my... Everybody, everybody knows that those people are just lazy. I don't even know. See, my response to that now, when I hear that, I just look at someone and like, I don't even, I'm not even going to throw stats or anything out. This is my, this is my unfiltered, uncompassionate response. Okay. Yeah. Hit me. I'm like, dude, you are so dumb. If that's really (laughs) what you believe and how you like, I don't know where you went to school or if you've ever had any education. I mean, I know our education system is not perfect, but like you are just a dumb human. That's like, there is, that is the most ignorant Here, comment. Kirsten, I want to, I, I saw this thing earlier. It was on Twitter and it says, it's just so great. It says, it's interesting when people say higher ed is liberal indoctrination. When I went to college, I wasn't taught details or ideologies. I was taught how to properly research things and practice critical thinking skills. We lean left because we tend to be better informed. I mean, ding, ding, ding. I, it's just, that's the, that's my experience. Okay. So, so you're working in that context. Okay. So I'm working in that context. And Donald Trump is elected president. Yeah. That's let's not mince words. That's what happened in 2016. Yeah. And mm. well, and hit, yeah. that was a symptom of the problem, but okay. 
totally. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. They, they've they've been yeah. they've been um, wet dreaming. The GOP has been wet dreaming about Trump for you know 40, 50 years or more. Yeah. So anyway, they get their they get their golden boy, yeah. and immediately he starts banning people that you work with from entering this country. All yeah, this my, stuff. My colleagues and families that I work with. I just I the was very the, first thing they did was implemented that fucking travel ban, but all yeah. it did was disrupt families. Right. Which was the point. The, the cruelty was the point. Cruelty yeah, was the absolutely. Point. Yeah. So I'm laying next to you in bed the morning mm. after the election. And what I mean, this is this is the thing that I got to witness with my own eyes. I'm yeah. like emotionally hungover. I got to go teach a bunch of acting classes to a bunch of theater students and have a huge rehearsal that night. And I look over and Kirsten is, what are you doing? What do you do that day? Well, that's an a November, what was it, fourth? November. 2016 yeah yeah so i mean but before that day election day and we found out the results that that um yep mr mr donald was elected um president of the united states i in in the couple days leading up to that i i was just witnessing around me at work with the families that that we um serve and my colleagues that come from all over the world as well. Um, speak different language, practice practice a variety of religions. Um, and the the increased level of just of of anxiety and fear and just dread, right? Mm -hmm. Like tears, just like so afraid. Like what do we do? Right. What do we do? Like, are we going to be okay? Are we going to get kicked out? Do we have to go live underground? Like, are we going to be able to be safe? Like, uh, you know, in hiding ultimately is, is our healthcare going to be taken away because of the religion I practice, the country I come from, the way that I look um, and who I love, you know, and it was awful. It was just awful to see that. So, um, and heartbreaking and, and, uh, and unimaginable, right? Um, which at the time it was unimaginable. What we've learned in the last four years is, oh yeah, no, this this is very imaginable. That this very, it's not. It's very real. It's very American. <laughs> that all it's of very American. Yep. America, America at its core. Yeah, is... and, and that's that's what we were shown. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I will say that it that is a um, a productive thing that has come out of the last four years is that. We um, just in the, and this ties in everything we've been talking about, you guys, you have to like look within, you got to look at the dirty, dirty in order to grow and heal. Right. So, <laughs> so um, this, this, the, the dirty, dirty is them, Kirsten. It's them. It's the <laughs> other. They're oh. the dirty ones. Yeah. Not us because have you, haven't you, I'm sorry, Kirsten, haven't you seen we're clean. Yeah. And, and you know what that is? You know what that just is? I mean, if you take it down to your fundamental, like your, your own personal human journey that no one else on this earth has any idea about, it is so much easier sometimes to blame somebody else, right? Yeah, like right. to blame somebody else Duh. for why something is the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or to push somebody else down in order to, in order to try to feel okay about yourself. So what'd you do? Way. So anyways, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. What'd you do? Yeah. I, want, I, I can't wait for, because you got your phone out and what did you do? Well, I woke up the next morning. I'm like, we just, we have to gather people. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do other than 
put something together so that people in our community that feel unsafe know that there are so many people here that are advocates and allies that stand beside them, that will fight for them, come what may, that will, um, that do not believe or agree with the rhetoric that is currently moving into that White House on a hill mm -hmm. at the edge of our country right mm. like we don't i have to let these people know i have to let our community know you are loved you are safe you are worthy this is not um this is this is yeah we love you you are loved so anyways that's i um i'm like let's go to the capital it's the center of this city and i i called um you know, a, a local pastor who's been involved with a lot of social justice work and had had him come on board. And, you know, I called you, Steve, to have you mm -hmm. come out and um, use your sound system and promote that. And uh, friends that, that are um, skilled in leading meditations to just hold space, just to create a space, right? Like for people to come together and just look around them and, and remember like, this is here too. Mm. I know there's so much scary going on and I know a lot of what you're hearing um, is terrifying for you and your family. This is here too. Mm. And we are, we are gonna walk beside you come what may. So here's what was so beautiful about that for me is A, that you put it together. Cause that's, I mean, that was so inspiring for me because I am guilty of being a Facebook warrior. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, you know, right. And you're like, yeah. no, fuck that. Here's an event, but we're going to, we're coming out, you know? So yeah. I was yeah. honored to be a part of that. So and that also, and his name has come up a couple of times in this podcast, but not once anywhere in that event was the orange Cheetos name mentioned. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. not right. about, it was not an anti, it was not a fuck that guy rally. No. Right. It was like, let's come together. Let's come yeah. together. Yeah. And, and that's, and like the behind the scenes conversation on that stage, I'm glad that that stuck with you because I was ready for, I was ready to be anti, yeah. you, you know what I mean? I was like, I, I remember saying when the results came in that night, I said, we are about to see how much undue power we give the president of the United yeah. States. And this guy's going to, and mm -hmm. we need to, we need to resist and overthrow. I was like ready to, you know, and Kirsten's like, I don't want to be against anything. What am I for? Yeah. And so which, all of those, we stand United events were Kirsten constantly asking herself and her, and her peers and the people she was organizing with, what are we for this time? What are we for this time? Like, yeah. That, that was a very, that was a very, very grateful dead attitude. For sure. Good to know. <laughs> that was not intentional, but I'm here for it. <laughs> but, that, but, I mean, but that's like, that's yeah. like what they were all not all about, yeah. but I mean, like they were never anti anything. Yeah. They were pro peace. Well, they were yeah. pro party. They were totally. pro good times really. And that's, yeah. That's where, that's where I think it's just like, you know, let's spend our energy putting out more of what we want to see in the world. That being said, I think there is tremendous importance and power in, you know, especially we hear recently in the last couple of years that like anti-racist education and anti-oppression education, right. you don't like it. It's hard. I, it, it's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, well, like I, today I was reading headlines about legislating uh, anti-Asian hate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Okay, so when has legislation ever stopped something? Mm. Yeah, That's like that. Like the, you, you can you can make you know Asian hate against the law, but does that 
address the actual issue. I guess it's a place to start. Yeah, yeah, that is. And I think that that's a really good point, Steve, because there is a lot of language and I think it's very important for us to be anti-racist. Yes. Like being anti-racist is not, is, is it, it, it can't just be like, uh, I, I'm, I'm not a racist. I have to be, I have to be actively and openly anti-racist. I can't just be like, well, I agree. I'm not, I racist, agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what you're, what you're really getting to, which I'm sure cares. I mean, going back to the whole fibromyalgia story is that if you don't di- if you don't do the actual work to get to the wounds that have been festering in this country, when it comes to race yeah. and racism, mm-hmm. then you are, our legislation is going to continually be a pendulum swing from whoever's in power. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, that's Frank Zappa said. Uh, I'm I'm gonna botch this quote, but that America is a nation of laws, poorly written and randomly enforced. <laughs> oh, I mean, if we yeah. haven't seen that laid bare with Good the Lord. justice and the Everywhere. the law enforcement system yeah. in this country, right? You know? mm-hmm. But see, here's the thing, like, baby, this is America. What we need, what we need is just more and bigger cars. You know what I was listening and, to? And like, thing. what's the, what's the problem? If we run over a few people, fuck it. So I was listening. They're just poor to, people. puked a little bit <laughs> in did. my mouth. It's all over my computer. Um, the, this, so the only, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I forget the name actually right now, but it was talking about just. It, what it, I listened to a bunch of like earth speak podcasts, you know, I think it might actually be called earth speak, but they were talking about just how much we learn from nature and from the natural world uh, and how much we can learn. And that in the, there, there are very few things in the natural world that just grow and grow and grow incessantly more, 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 bigger, 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 better. There are seasons for every living living thing mm. on on mm. this planet right so the only thing that just perpetually and incessantly is more and more bigger grow 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 is, is well is us and is cancer right oh, so yeah. basically it was no. saying we are the cancer of the earth right that, <laughs> like that is that's, yeah. that that's, is per, that's pretty real. apparent actually yeah i mean the the the, the, the 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 plot of the the central point of the matrix was not wrong right. yeah right right yeah. right we're we're a suicidal race. Well, yeah. And look, look at two. I mean, just not, I, I am not, okay. I have to watch my words here, but th- there is much tragedy that came out, you know, immense tragedy that came out from this last year of, of the yeah. pandemic and coronavirus and oh even a lot of, of, for humans, for all living beings. And even for the planet, there were some detrimental things that happened at the same time. We saw some really interesting scientific outcomes when the people go inside and stop doing things when when humans go to their corners wow the like air pollution Mm -hmm. um and water pollution and noise pollution and and thriving forests and oceans i mean that's just yeah that's um and don't and on this earth (sighs) i have to say it and on this earth day (laughs) <laughs> yes, reuse, reuse, recycle, but that is the um, pat on the head that the corporations want us to feel good yeah, about. Yeah. While one one hundred corporate, a hundred corporations contribute to seventy percent of the pollution. So it's like yeah, and also one of the biggest con- contributions to greenhouse gases and the and global warming is the meat industry and the animal uh, industry. So why you got to bring that into it, Joel? That's, that's, don't, that's why, I mean, just fucking cool it. Just stop eating animals. I mean, yeah, yeah. Fuck them. All right, I'm Dang. good. That's, Joel's yeah. good, everybody. 
Bill has a point, guys. So here's here. So uh, the, I had a couple highlights from the We Stand United event, especially the first one, the Capitol. The first was just like the coolness of the event and the the bowls, the singing bowls was amazing. Yes. But I was standing kind of towards, I mean, the thing was on the weekend, right? Yeah. And, and driving by on K Street was this freaking pickup truck. And these guys yelled out of the windows, get a fucking job, hippies. And I'm like, and I'm like dude, it's Saturday. <laughs> you morons. Thanks yeah. to labor unions, oh, where yeah, you don't right. have to work today. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 So that was another kind of, I was like, and that for me just expanded out in that moment. Like, this is how the next four years are going to go. Yeah. These idiots are going to think that they really got something. And they did. I mean, up to the point of, having an insurrection on January 6th. I mean, like that's, exactly. that's how bad things got. The baby fit rose to yeah. proportions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I, it, hasn't it been really nice the last few months to just not have to listen to the insane yellings of a, that has of been a great. baby and man. You see, did you guys see there it's was a so climate, nice. um, uh, uh, What's the word? All I'm thinking is meeting. It was a, a four. Yeah, the, the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Biden and the. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So the, the current presidential administration got together the 40 leaders from uh, across the globe to talk about the climate today. Right. Um, the, summit. It was a climate some, summit. So there you go. There's the word. word. They rejoined um, the Paris Agreement today, right? Uh, Officially? I think they did that. I think they did that a while ago. Yeah, I think so. Okay. But they talked about it today. Yeah. That's yes, yes, that has been nice. There's definitely imperfections everywhere still in our yes. in our in all of our systems and things that need to be addressed. But it's um, nice to have them being run by adults. Yeah. It's nice to have some talk and about experts, right? Like just right. there, there we definitely see more ex- more diversity than there has ever been. Yeah, um, that's done on that's one hundred percent done on purpose. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. I'm all for it. But I mean like, that's not a that's not an accident. Mm-hmm. I uh, Uncle yeah. Joe's coming out swinging. Well, I mean, you know, when when a uh, a normal daily press conference seems to be like a transgressive event, it's yeah. like we've been under some fucking weird times in the last four years. Right. I just I just want to I just want to read the I just want to read the angry tweets that agree with me. <laughs> That's all I want. Just give me the tweets that make me feel justified in my shittiness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, we covered a lot of ground We're tonight. All over the place. Guys. Oh, it's time, isn't it? It's getting yeah. close to time, but but we have to ask the question. Yeah, you ask the question. So we always ask our guests, Kirsten, okay. what are this is a total random pivot. Random. Yeah. Pivot. Okay. Um, what do you what music are you listening to these days? These like days. what are, I mean, or what are your all times? Okay. And I happen to know some of your all times. And yeah. so I want specific songs, but what are some groups bands artists that you're really digging right now man i mean mine are mine stay pretty even keel over the years i would say i mean my all-time fave is tom petty i was gonna i was gonna take a guess so thank you which which i know some people adamantly disagree with and i don't give a shit because i love that tom who hates tom petty that's we have we have friends of ours, Ali and Brian, oh. like just adamantly do not like. But they comedy. like they like the band Five Finger Death Punch. I don't know. So I don't is. really need to take anything they say to the band. We love you, Ali. We love you guys. Yeah, we love you, Brian. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
So Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, I always go back to them. Um, I really love Michael Franti. He's been around for a long time too. Yeah. Yes. So those are like, those are my two faves. I just conf like if I'm in a bad mood, if I need inspiration, that's where I go to. Um, you were right about Michael Franti. I was kind of like, eh. And then we went and saw him. I was like, oh my God. Dude, the guy is a party. Yeah. He's always, he's Love like, bubble. He, if he so ends bad. up being, if he ends up being one of the me too guys, I'm going to be so disappointed. Oh no. <laughs> What's that? Oh, oh, you mean, oh God. Like, I'm just saying like, if it ever comes <laughs> out that he's awful. actually like that, that smile of his is actually just super creepy and weird. Oh, and evil. that would be really awful. I'd be heartbroken. Yeah. So I hope to God, Michael, if you're listening, please don't be that guy. Because <laughs> it was, I can't, I don't think I can lose another one. Seriously. <laughs> oh, don't be shitty. What Treat else? What, what, oh, you, um, you, these, so going back to the whole unicorn conversation, you, uh, have a, um, particular penchant for uh filthy 90s rap oh my god i love filthy 90s rap um i know you probably won't sing the song but if you could give us what's the what's the song that folks might be so surprised that you know every horrible lyric oh i don't that's that's you want me to i don't want you to sing it if you don't want to i kind of do actually No, it's it's like it's X-rated. Wrong. It's wrong. Okay. It's, it's called "Put It in Your Mouth" by Akinelli, <laughs> and it's not a. Um, yes. I love the more like PG. I, I just any any '90s hip hop is a shoop. I I'm oh yeah sure okay I'm that's good. Every lyric to that. Um, my my daughter is is doing a tap dance routine to "You Can't Touch This" by MC Hammer. Oh nice. yes. Yeah, I'm so excited to see. It. I can't oh, wait. Goodness. Love it. So yeah, yeah. I that's I, I was I listened to Mark Maron interview John Waters today. Oh my god, so, like the that. filth is just bring it. Like, yeah, I need, I, need I need to get on that. <laughs> I wish to God listening to John Waters talk, he's just turned 75. The freedom in that guy, yeah, is 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 so amazing. Like regardless of how, how you feel about his some of the cinematic works, especially the earlier stuff, like his John Waters. He's his. A, he's, a, he's an artist. Oh my gosh, Kirsten! <laughs> yeah, we're gonna I'm have excited to for you. Um, um, start with hairspray and then work backwards. Um, but uh, he just his his absolute freedom about who he is and what he believes. Yeah, is is so incredibly inspiring. Mm-hmm. So just for for I mean I love the filth too, but the um just his freedom and who he is mm-hmm. I, everybody should have that mm. or should aspire you know like it's, yeah, it was just really inspiring to listen to him talk nice anyway cool. kirsten thank you so much yes you, i want to i want to leave you with just the the underlining i feel i like summing things up i'm a i'm a teacher I'm yeah a, I'm a teacher but gotta wrap things what up what we learned today well i i feel like it all <laughs> like if anything from this you take to like get to know yourself better and love yourself more every day spend more time outside and get to know the earth better and, and let it talk to you and i really think that every other element of what we talked about today can be bettered by starting there mm-hmm. look within first love yourself more here heal yourself first pay attention to this crazy rock that we're spinning on in in the middle of this galaxy and and it it will all it all starts there mm. yeah. thank you Pearson. i thank love you, you guys thank you. that's fantastic you
Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll see you around. I want you to lay your head upon your Savior's breast. I love you, oh, what Jesus loved you the best. Then I bid you good night, good night, good night. And I bid you good night, good night, good night. Lay down.